This episode of Kitchen Table Magic is brought to you by Paragon City Games. Paragon City Games in Draper, Utah has a spacious and clean showroom with lots of elbow room for magic events. You'll also find thoughtful accessories like die-hard metal dice and handcrafted wooden deck boxes. If you're near Draper, Utah, Paragon City Games is a wonderful place for the local magic community to gather in. And if you can't make it there in person, be sure to watch their weekly stream at twitch.tv slash paragoncitygames. This episode of Kitchen Table Magic is brought to you by Card Kingdom. Whether you're looking for Magic the Gathering sealed product or singles you need to complete your deck, Card Kingdom has what you're looking for. With international shipping, my listeners in Canada, Australia, the UK, Germany, Sweden, Brazil, and Belgium can all enjoy receiving packages from Card Kingdom. And if you'd like to support Kitchen Table Magic when shopping at Card Kingdom, please use our affiliate link when you shop. Just go to cardkingdom.com KTM. Welcome to Kitchen Table Magic, a storytelling podcast featuring the amazing people of the Magic the Gathering community. I'm your host, Sam Tang. Join me and my guests as we share stories about what MTG means to us, how we got started playing Magic, the ups, the downs, the hilarious stories, and everything in between. In this episode, I'm speaking with Corey Schuster, the co-creator of the Magic community's fastest and sleekest card lookup website, Scryfall. Corey, along with Chris Davis, Chuck Harmston, Greg McWilliam, and Joseph Price are the merry band of magicians that created this phenomenal new service. Full disclosure, I am not being paid to sing Scryfall's praises. I just absolutely love how Scryfall works, and if I were the professor, I'd give them a solid A. Scryfall has the best advanced lookup of any card search out there, utilizing simple and powerful search syntax. It's super speedy, loads quickly, incorporates high-resolution card images, and has a growing list of new features. I really wanted to bring this wonderful new tool to more people. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Corey Schuster of Scryfall. Hey everyone, this is Sam with Kitchen Table Magic. I'm here with a very special guest, Corey Schuster from Scryfall. Corey, how are you doing? I'm good. Great to be here. Well, I really appreciate you hopping on an interview with me so quickly. And I have been using this new website called scryfall.com. And listeners, you can Google it if you want. But it's really interesting. It is magic card lookup, but it's lightning fast, really modern, kind of nifty. Um, and full disclaimer, I'm not being sponsored. This is something that I use myself that I found recently through the Twitterverse. And I've been really happy. And I really wanted to talk with Corey and his team about kind of how Scryfall works. So, Corey, why don't we just jump right in? Why did you make Scryfall? Fall. The main reason was uh, so there's a well uh, another well beloved uh, magic card search engine called magiccards.info um, and I uh, used to use them heavily um, like for all of like the brewing and everything I did. There was a time period um, I think it was around when Eldritch Moon um, came out that they stopped doing site updates for several months. And they started missing a lot of content and they weren't even um, doing like any updates when uh, like even gatherer would update with the set releases. Um, but it was also really hard to contact the people there, I guess. 
So people started to worry that the site was defunct. And me and some of my friends, uh, we really like the site. We're really into magic and we're also all web developers. So we decided to try making our own search engine and it kind of took off. A few fairly well-known people um, like would share links and comment on it. Um, we also know a few people, especially around the, um, the kind of Minneapolis uh, Northeast magic scene. Like we know the people at uh, Magic the Amateuring, if you're familiar with them. Yeah, that's right. Megan and Maria. Yep. So they uh, they kind of helped spread it around and it's kind of taken off. And now we're starting to get like people asking for features, um, people trying to kind of like push us to include features from their other favorite search engines. So it's kind of it's kind of moving along uh, nicely under its own steam now. And we're really proud of it. That's pretty cool. And you and your buddies were talking about Chris Davis, Chuck Harmston, Greg McWilliam, and Joseph Price. And uh, you guys all have a great uh, dev resume. I mean, Chris is a dev at The Atlantic. Chuck is a senior engineer at Mozilla. Uh, Greg McWilliam teaches at General Assembly. And Joseph Price works product at Washington Post. I mean, it's pretty clear that you guys know what you're doing. Um, if you go to Scryfall and you just use it, it's like lightning fast things are great yeah that was um the speed is our like is one of our top uh priorities like like things should be really quick uh, to look up that's one of the i think one of the things that separates us from gatherer is that you can just get what you want a lot faster when you do searches on gatherer especially if you put in like advanced search things it's very slow uh it's really frustrating especially on phones yeah. And one thing that I really love about Scryfall, other than the fact that it's fast, is that there's some really intuitive autocomplete things. You know, like I would go on there and I would type in like Ojitai or something and I'd misspell it. And it would be like, well, did you mean? And I'm like, yes, I did. Thanks. How did you know? And yeah. also there's a syntax guide at the very bottom of the site that I always look up and it's like a shortcut. It's great. So if I want to look for, um, like if I want to look for like a green snake for the snake tribal I'm building, I'll type in C colon G, which is color is green. And I go space and I go T colon snake. And uh, it's pretty fast. It's pretty simple. It's like, I'm looking for a green snake. And the funny thing, as I tried this out and I didn't think that it would work, is I even did SNEK. I did S-N-E-K and it works. It doesn't drop a beat. It doesn't say, did you mean? It just knows exactly what I'm talking which I give you very big brownie points for. Yeah, we've built in, uh, we've kind of built in a few of the nicknamey things. A lot of the community likes um, like SNEK. Uh, there's some other ones from Magic the Amateuring, like uh, I think there's like Shelly oh, yeah. or Crabs. That's right, um, Shelly the also Crab. Like, um, there's also like Bob uh, for Dark Confidant and like all the land nicknames like Fetchland. Yeah. That's what people search for or know when they, especially when they mention it, uh, like through our bots and stuff. That's really cool. The The keyword system is uh, the keyword system is kind of based on Magic Cards at Info, but also sort of on Gmail. Gmail has a similar system where if you just type words, you're searching like the body of your email, but you can type things like date colon in Gmail to filter on date and like subject and stuff. So there we kind of have those kind of like Gmail style keywords for everything. That's pretty sweet. So you guys were just like, we love magic. We obviously search for a lot of cards and magiccards.info was just kind of not cutting it one day. And for some weird reason, they like weren't updating and you were like, uh oh, so you just took matters into your own hands and you just mm -hmm. stepped up with this uh, sweet new service. Yeah. I mean, that was basically it. We were worried that it wasn't going to come back. And also, um, you know, there's some shortcomings and there was some stuff we thought we could do better. So that was like a good opportunity and good motivation to try to put something else up. 
uh, as a substitute. I love it. And the name is great too. Scryfall. What made you come up with that? So it went through a lot of rounds of like name revision because we have a lot of people, we have people that really care about all the names um, for, that we put on everything. But it was originally, I originally had Aether Vile um, as one word. We were worried that we shouldn't use an actual magic card name for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we ended up on Scryfall uh, mostly because it was available domain name, but also kind of a pun in several ways. Yeah, you got that James Bond theme in it too. Yeah. I love it. Okay. So yeah, Corey, you and the Scryfall team just took it upon yourselves one day because you were like, there just doesn't exist anything in the ecosystem. Um, but what other kind of like tools and bots and searches and other things that you guys were looking at that really informed your decision to make Scryfall? So, I mean, there's a few other um, search services. Uh, the one, the another one I really like is Combo Deck. They kind of have a different approach where they're more googly, like you can just free type keywords like flying wizard and it will find the correct card types. Uh, it's not so good for like jumping to specific cards that you want. And that's kind of like the main thing we wanted to do is um, like... A lot of people look up stuff on our site like while they're playing and in tournaments and things like that. So they need to be able to jump to names and everything. Uh, so, but Combo Deck is another um, like competitor we watch. Um, Gatherer is the, I mean, Gatherer is the official one. That's the one we're always kind of measuring against. Like, how are our results um, compared to Gatherer? Like, what kind of features do they have? There's a lot of sites that try to, that provide services that we don't right now, but they kind of have search light baked in i mean like there's magic um mtg goldfish which we love um but when you search in their site you're just kind of searching for card names you can't search by like quality or uh like fields on the cards or anything because they're more about like deck building and prices and stuff so we're kind of trying to be like more google and less uh like amazon i guess and one thing that i really wanted to ask you about is just kind of like you and your team you're all really experts in the development field what are some of your viewpoints about doing design, especially in terms of multiple audiences? Well, a lot of it is kind of like self-serving. Like we get frustrated when it doesn't answer things the right way or when it's hard or unintuitive to do a specific search. People come to us with like really great questions about how do I find this? And we realize it's like awkward to look up something. So we'll consider adding a new feature for it. Um, so it's lots of, di- lots of different venues. Um, one of the other kind of like core goals of the site is that it should be like a modern website. Like it should work well on your phone. Um, it should work well on like your iPad or whatever, like whatever you brought to like the table that day to play magic to help you look up stuff. Uh, we try to be kind to people's bandwidth. Uh, like when you do um, searches, you normally get card pictures, but we don't only load like the top half until you scroll down, things like that to try to conserve bandwidth for people, uh, not try to use too many like images. A lot of this, the site is a lot of kind of like text and table and buttony elements that don't require um, a lot of images so that we can be kind of kind to everybody's bandwidth. Yeah, so you're like using a lot of like CSS styling and things like that. Yeah, um, but kind of more techniques like designed for like the kind of the new web uh, nowadays with its kind of like smartphone aware. Like a lot of people that play Magic, like their primary computer is their phone and not, they don't really have a super powerful desktop or they only have a desktop at school or something like that. Yeah, for sure. So things really need to work well on uh, phones nowadays because you kind of you can lose like... Um, more than half of your audience if your site doesn't work on a phone. 
listeners, if you haven't been to scryfall.com, I mean, really check it out because the first thing that I noticed when I got there is I was just like, oh, wow, this site is pixel perfect. Like, you know, when designers have created a site for, I mean, like a serious product where you guys have handled like sorting and like all the buttons are clean and everything just looks, it's cohesive and it works. And it's elegant to the point where search is the main focus of Scryfall. You get there and there's a box and the box works <laughs> and the advanced is not atrocious. And also it's lightning fast. I'm not even sure how you're able to get like images out that quickly. Like I really tried to search for different random things and it's just so smooth and so fast. Well, thanks. Yeah, we do a lot of work on the speed parts and uh, like try to go back and reevaluate things that are slow or how we could improve them. A lot of it is kind of done through just sort of like strategic uh, caching, which is kind of like a more technical term. But basically, when two people search for the same thing, they get the same results. So like the first time we do that, we can save the results so that we don't have to like consult the card database every time you search because a lot of people are going and like looking at like our spoiler pages and stuff. And those are the same for every person that looks at them. So they can be kind of heavily cached and we don't have to consult the card database every time. Yeah, for sure. Corey, you've also launched some chatbots for Slack and Discord. Can you tell us about what those are? We kind of took um, uh, kind of took a riff on the Magic Card Fetcher um, bot that's on Reddit, where so you can surround on Reddit you can surround card names with double braces on the Magic um, Reddits, and the bot will reply to your post with card information. So we kind of took that idea and we created um, Slack and Discord bots. A lot of other community streamers and I'll, and we're finding out that a lot of Magic judges um, have Slacks or Discords to kind of coordinate or to kind of get people get like their audience and stuff into like a chat channel or reward them by giving people like um, a direct line to the streamer and um, the, the, they're using uh, Slack and Discord servers for that so we created bots that let you do, basically do the same thing like while you're talking about cards you can surround them with braces and the bot will reply with card information from our site and link you to the site for more information there's also some additional features like you can request that it post an image or prices and stuff instead of posting like the oracle text to your channel yeah that's cool I also saw that you can put like partial things inside of the double braces. You can put like, mm -hmm. instead of like noble hierarch, you can put noble HI and it'll give you noble hierarch. Yeah, our search system works the same way. It lets you be super lazy as long as you kind of do a good job unambiguously identifying a card. So like you can be kind of lazy, like you can leave off punctuation and spaces and you can type like word fragments and stuff. But as long as the card is like, as long as you identified a card, then we can usually pull it up. Like as an example, you can type like smug cop and get smugglers copter. My biggest pet peeve these days is uh, like a lot of the new planeswalkers, they all have commas. So it's like Liliana, comma, the last hope. It's like, oh gosh, just let me type in Liliana last hope and or Liliana last and it should pop up. And in Scryfall, it does. Yeah. And the bots let you be kind of lazy that way too. And we also, um, we can tolerate uh, like slight misspellings. I mean, magic cards are really hard to spell. They're all kinds of crazy fantasy names. So. We can tolerate um, like some misspellings, uh, especially if you just like swap like two letters or just misspell something uh, slightly. We can handle it and return the card anyway. I love it because I, you know, I always misspell Emrakul, so I just I just typed in Emraku and it was like, did you mean? <laughs> and I was like, yes. And now it's I've got them all. So, but yeah, no, it's great. I mean, whenever I, I like 
tweet pictures of cards or something like that. I've got to like pull things up quickly. And so in my head, I'm just like, oh gosh, what was that blue whatever that was like this? And I love using your syntax guide with the quick search for the colons. And it's basically advanced search in one box with like several letters. And I'm able to pull up cards so quickly by typing that into the search box, getting like a whole bunch of results and just scrolling down halfway. I can immediately find things. So it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Once you get used to the um, the keywords, you can do some pretty like powerful brewing without going to the advanced search form, especially if you're trying to do things like constrained stuff to like a commander deck or you want like um, to know, you know, what all the good things in modern are that are like one CMC, like those, it, those things are really easy to pull up and sort kind of uh, like by price or by color and things like that. Cool. So what's next for Scryfall? Like what are some other features that you guys want to work on? Uh, geez, uh, there's, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of upcoming changes. Uh, the, yeah, the biggest one was we just released the chatbots, but we're still working on making those better. Um, we're thinking about adding things like being able to pull up the rules in the chatbots. Um, but for the main site, um, some upcoming work, uh, we're always trying to make sure that we have like the, like the latest set spoilers and everything in immediately. So that's always kind of ongoing. We're going back and reorganizing some older sets, specifically, um, the card promos are really disorganized. We want to kind of put them in a better, I don't know, a better system of kind of like sets. We want to do some sort of deck building or gathering tools, whether or not that's like you actually enter like a deck or you search for cards and add them to like a pile. We kind of have, we have that feature now where you can save cards to a pile and share it with people, but we want to make that more powerful. Um, and I don't want to like commit uh, to any specific like features, but we want it to be more than just kind of like you bookmarking the cards go more towards like deck and list building type features that way more ways you can kind of like brew with the site without having to leave and type it into like another deck building app yeah for sure for sure especially because scryfall is so fast there's probably a lot of complexity in terms of sorting cards could you tell the listening audience a little bit about what goes into that magic has a really long game history and there have been so many like strange and like one-off card like exceptions created like we're able to do like 90%, enter 90% of cards, no problem. But it's like that last 10% of weird, um, like kind of esoteric cards that will kill you. Like, for example, we try to display every, all the mana symbols for cards. Like, did you know there is one card that has a Phyrexian mana symbol with no color? You know, we have to provide a symbol for that. The uncards, like unglued and unhinged, those are well beloved by the community, but those have added a lot of extra search work because they have like mono symbols that, um, they have mono symbols that don't exist anywhere else. They have things like half mana where like their converted mana cost is a fraction. Right. Um, and you can actually look that up. You can search for things that have, um, a half converted mana cost in Scryfall and you'll pull out, find the uncards. You can search for half manas. That's really cool. We wanted to archive those and not just put like kind of the text in the, the dumb box and not let you find it. So we had to do a lot of work to get the unsets in there. We try to support basically all of the cards that you can kind of like collect and sell, if that makes sense. Like you can collect these and play with these. The uncards are kind of a weird exception in that like you can play with them, but they're not legal. But we have things like the planes and like the phenomena, um, the schemes. Uh, and Vanguard cards that like those are the cards that you can like obtain and play with somebody. So you need to look up rules for those. So we have all of that stuff too. We have like the all the things from the planner decks and the arch enemy decks. Wow. So we had to add like card types and handling for that. 
The problem with those is that they tend to, um, I guess, like pollute is the right term. Like they kind of pollute the results. Like when you're looking up things that um, most people, when they're looking up stuff that like, they, I want to give my creature double strike. So they search for double strike. They don't really care about the plane that gives stuff double strike. <laughs> right. So like by default, we try to hide like kind of extra things. We try to hide like the funny cards and the planner cards, unless you specifically like request them or your results don't have anything unless they're included. So we try to kind of do some smart things where we don't bring the funny and planner cards to the front unless you like ask for it or you're specifically searching for like funny things or planner cards. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I know that a lot of card search, I mean, digitally on a website or any kind of digital platform, we're pulling up card art, but this card art is usually pretty small. I know a lot of content creators, especially myself these days, we're trying to Photoshop things, we're trying to put things in videos. We would always love maybe just, you know, a larger format card art. I know that Wizards doesn't want like super high res scans of their cards floating around the internet. Even just like from the standpoint of just like something a little bit bigger than normal. I mean, what do you guys think about that? That's on our radar too. Like we, the card that we provide right now is pretty big, but we want to provide, um, we want to provide like a second tier, like a much higher resolution version of it. Uh, so that the website looks nicer, but also so that we can um, kind of do interesting things with the card art, maybe kind of arrange them into kind of like like deck list images or um, and also provide them over our API. We have an extensive API that people can use to build other stuff um, from our card data. And we want to like give people access to high resolution card images that way too. Sweet. So there's like a community of uh, people that go out and scan all the magic cards and we're really um, thankful for them. That's where we get a lot of their image of the card images from. Wizards is kind of relaxing their card image, uh, I guess, um, I don't know, like a policy is not the right word, but they're kind of relaxing their high resolution card image, like, you know... Uh, I think policy might be a word. Yeah, or like okay. or like or or you could say maybe they're relaxing their high resolution card sharing <laughs> attitude. Yeah, I guess. Their attitude. They seem, they're giving some they're giving some new sites high resolution card images, which whenever they put po like post them for spoilers, we we save them so we can use them later. Uh-huh. Because uh, like Wizards is still like the only the only source for like a full photoshopped like full Photoshop design card everywhere else that has high resolution card images. They people had to like scan them and they're, they don't look as good because, you know, scan, they go through like a, you know, a scanner and they come out, you can see like the ink spots and stuff mm -hmm. on them if you look really close. That's right. Right. Like the dot print. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It would be nice to have, um, you know, a, f a larger format digital version. I know a lot of people also, you know, love the art and it's always really hard to get art even for like a desktop background or something like that. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are big fans of like all of the artwork and artists and the card frames and stuff. So, uh, like, those are things you can look up in the search. But also, yeah, we're trying to provide um, like better image options and get the best picture of each card that we can, including things like promo cards and cards that are hard to obtain, like the Garu lands and stuff like that that are well loved, but they're very expensive and people can't always get them to scan them. Yeah, for sure. We're trying to get images of everything like that. The um, and also uh, like people want them, like you said, to put on like uh, videos and streams and stuff because when you stream in you know 1080p, like a tiny card picture doesn't cut it. 
Yeah, <laughs> I know. Definitely. I'm pretty lucky right now. I'm in an audio format when I don't have to deal with that. But I, yeah. I know what you're talking about videos, man. I mean, I don't, um, we don't know a whole lot about like how the gatherer website works, but I kind of hope that the gatherer um, people are listening to this and maybe they would think about um, providing like, like, like even slightly larger pictures on gatherer because gatherer is still like the only source for a lot of card photography, especially all of the foreign language sets. Um, and and the, the card art on Gatherer is minuscule. It's actually, it's strangely smaller than the card sizes that the Wizards uses when they blog about spoilers and things. <laughs> they kind of have one size on Gatherer that's like 80% smaller than the ones they put on their website. And so I'm not really sure why that is, but like even just like those, that next size up would be great. And I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure the concern that'll be cited is they don't want people to be able to print out the cards, but it's kind of, and kind of, kind of like this modern um, smartphone and computer era, like you need higher resolution images. Otherwise everything is like a super blurry, like tiny image and like, yeah. um, can't put it in videos and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. Especially with smartphone resolutions drastically increasing. And then like, you know, right now HD is the norm and soon 4K will be the norm. And who knows what will be next from that? That's why we want to provide... Um better card images in the future. Very cool. So, all that, so we can support all that stuff. I love Scryfall. I, I use it like every single day, multiple times a day. And it's just fast and it's convenient and it's stable and the layout is beautiful. And so, I would love it if people would go and check it out and be able to use it. Is there anything that you would tell listeners to think or consider about Scryfall? Uh, we're always looking for community feedback. Um, so, like, if you have suggestions or if you spot a problem on the site, there's several ways to contact us listed on the site. Main ways are that you can message us on Reddit or send us or and send us a message on Twitter. There is like if you see um, if you have a suggestion, you can always send things there. There's also a there's a button on every card page where you can report a problem with that card. Like if you spot a typo or like there's something wrong, like we have the wrong name or art or something, you can uh, report that to us. A lot of people have been doing been doing that we're very thankful um, that like people are reporting issues and like making suggestions to us because we want to know like we want to know what to build next and we want to know what um, like what's a priority for you um, like as, as an example you can search for um, card frames like you can say I want all the black cards but I want to see the new 2015 frame um, and we added that and like that was surprisingly popular to us like I like that I added it because I really like it but the I didn't I wasn't aware that so many other people like only want to pimp out their decks with like the newest card frames so we got a lot of reports about like well you have the wrong frame listed for this set and stuff so it's things like that where we're like we add stuff we don't know we don't know how like loved it is um, so when we get reports about like inaccuracies that kind of indirectly tells us that like people are using that feature and want that feature and that we might consider like more things that kind of support that later. That's really interesting. And then what are some other things that you hope for Scryfall to become or grow into in the future, Corey? Like I said, we're kind of planning more kind of deck building features. I don't know exactly what they all are yet, but I would like to be, I would like it to be more of kind of like your, the thing you go to when you want to brew, like when you have a deck idea, but you need to add the other 50% of your, you know, deck shell and stuff. Um, I would like that to be the, uh, to be the place where you go and you search for stuff and you add it to a list and then like you kind of complete your deck all here. 
Um, cause right now you kind of have to like search for stuff and then enter it on another site that you like to build a deck. And that's not awesome. Um, we want it to be like a place where people go to brew and to look up all the information. Um, so we're trying to like think about other ways we can support additional kind of like brew tools like that. One of the things we uh, recently added was you can now search for future standards. So on like the advanced search or in the keyword um, box, you can um, restrict cards by legality. Like they're only legal in legacy or something. Um, but we let you search for what standard will be when the next rotation or addition is added. So right now, like if you go search future standard, you can find Amoncat cards and like all the other cards that will be legal when Amoncat comes out. So you kind of brew your Amoncat uh, standard deck ahead of time. And we're going to keep that updated. So like eventually when we catch up to like the new order for standard and stuff finally rotates, like you'll be able to kind of preview the rotation while you brew for a deck. So you don't accidentally include old cards and you can see you can brew with new cards as soon as they're spoiled. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> there were a couple of times that I went on to Gatherer and I was like, show everything in standard and then exclude these. And like, it didn't even work. <laughs> like I was still getting like the wrong things. So it was like super sad. And I think that also might have happened a couple of times to me on like Magic Cards side info. And I mean, thankfully, it didn't show up to like a pre-TQ with like the wrong format deck. But uh, still, I was just like, why are these in here? <laughs> like, What's going on? Like, I'm really happy to hear, Corey, that you're working on a tool like this and also that you're developing it with your friends in a way that you're also thinking about what else can card search do. Brewing is a big thing and being able to organize cards and being able to like create decks and share decks, like I think it's absolutely needed. And I'm so grateful that you bringing your expertise along with your friends into this space for innovation. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, thanks. It's pretty awesome. I've I've really enjoyed using it up until this point. Well, thanks. That praise means a lot to us. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, Corey, I know you're just one guy, but there's also a lot of other dudes out there that work on Scryfall. So if you could channel your inner Chris, Chuck, Greg, and Joseph <laughs> about these rapid fire questions, I would love to ask them to you. Are you ready? Okay. Okay, great. So rapid fire question number one. Of the five colors of magic, white, blue, black, red, and green, what is your favorite color and why? Oh, geez. Um, okay, so mine, I like white is my favorite. I like, I've always liked white weenie and go wide decks like that, like humans and uh, creature tokens. Um, Chuck is our control player. He loves um, blue. He loves playing um, like legacy and popper and modern control decks. Greg has kind of an interesting magic history in that he started a lot earlier before us and he's still kind of like in love with those older style legacy decks like um, Smokestack and um, like Goblin Sly and things like that. Wow. Joe is kind of a mixed bag. Joe loves playing things like um, like blue bounce decks, but also um, kind of like more like, I guess, pillow fort isn't the word, but like decks that like don't necessarily win immediately, but kind of annoy people. Like he loves Tefiri's Puzzle Box is one of his favorite cards. <laughs> so I don't know if Joe has specific colors, but he has more kind of like strategies he likes. Um, and then um, Chris is our kind of like resonant like affinity, um, like eater of days player. He loves the kind of like, um, like cost reduction and like artifacts um, and also sap rollings. So kind of like all the decks that require you to be like a mathematician and cultivate uh, like a success. So we kind of have a good all around. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay, that's great. All right, Corey, question number two. 
If you and Scryfall could change something about Magic the Gathering, what would it be? This is this is totally a me answer. I'm not speaking for other people. Um, I, I still um, I, I really like I really want like everybody I know to play Magic. I want it to like I want people to at least try it and get introduced to it to see um, like how fun and how like deep it can be and. I still feel like personally that like magic is too expensive to play. Um, like I kind of feel like the, whenever people talk about like reprint sense and stuff, people always bring up like people's collections need to not deprecate in value and everything like that. And I, I think wizards is still kind of playing a too conservative approach to that. I can understand that like some cards need to like be more powerful and have more value and stuff. But I kind of feel like once a like important rare card that you need like four copies of rises above $25 in value that that kind of stuff where you have to decide whether or not you want to play standard or have groceries, you know, is kind of, <laughs> it's like, it's not, it's not a, a great feeling that like how, how expensive it is to like stay competitive. Um, especially if you go to like standard every Friday and things like that. So I would, I would like more, um, I would, I would like there to be more kind of ways that things get reprinted, um, to try to bring the cost of competitive decks down a bit because I want more people to play. And right now I think the price to kind of like break in to the format is too expensive. Like as an example, when I really like the latest Modern Masters set because it reprinted so many important staples and a lot of people I know are buying into Modern right now because the fetch lands, the price fell low enough that they can they can feel comfortable like liquidating other cards and trying to buy into Modern and start playing. And before that, it was very restrictive, especially if you wanted to play like the more expensive color combinations. Like it was really tough to kind of sell yourself on the idea of you know spending fifty dollars on a single land card. So I would like Magic to be more affordable is my biggest gripe. Yeah, for sure. I li- I like that too. Just making it more affordable and more accessible. I think that's great for everyone in the community. All right, Corey, question number three. If you and Scryfall could give something to every Magic player, what would it be? I guess that this kind of spins into kind of like my suggestion question is like, when people want to break into Magic, I don't have something that's really great to give them. Like, you can kind of go out and buy like a dual deck. The commander decks are a, a better option because they contain a lot of powerful cards. And there's people have posted like recipes for modifying the pre-constructed commander decks to get you started. But I guess some sort of more like competitive gift box or something so that people can get playing, but they don't have to kind of like sort through all the like the lower power cards and like dual decks and stuff that aren't competitively useful. I don't know. That's not a good answer. But <laughs> No, I think that's fine. Yeah. You know, I've been talking to some other guests and I've been throwing around this idea of wouldn't it be sweet to have like the moto cube as like a product that you could sell and then it's like you know you know make them gold bordered or make them silver board like you know not tournament legal or whatever right but like that would be kind of sweet to be able to just have some even even a powered down version of like the online cube just to be able to like bust out with your friends and at any time be like we can draft cube you know what i mean like even like Mm -hmm. a modern cube product or some kind of like a pre-con like so just some kind of like pre-constructed cube product I think would be pretty sweet. So I've been kind of tinkering with that idea a little bit. People always point out that they 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 don't think Wizards is going to do that because you can't because like a cube is kind of like against their monetary policy like that you know you want to buy more magic cards when you buy a cube the kind of the goal is to like always draft the cube and never buy other 
cards yeah. um, unless you want to improve the cube. But I think I don't really think that argument is that true. I think they could get away with some sort of commandery type precon cube um, where like, you know not everything is a stellar cube card, but like you know use it as an opportunity to reprint cube staples, especially like legacy and eternal ones. Um, like I think that would be a great product that would sell and would help kind of bring down the price of some some cube cards. Man, that would be crazy, Corey. If there was like a commander cube, like a commander draft format, that would be insane. That would be interesting. Yeah, they would have to figure out how to like let people fix their like fix all. They would have to include lots of land fixing, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think they could get away with that. Or maybe some sort of like other gift set. Like, you know how they did commander's arsenal a while ago? Like something like that, kind of like the like cube constructors kit or something where it has like a, like a good like set of reprints that aren't necessarily all like amazing um, cube cards, but like a good kind of like thing where well, like there's just some cards that are just randomly expensive because they're in cubes or in certain decks. And they just haven't gotten a reprint that they they need yet, like Mishra's Bobble and some um, some specific like black cards, like Bitter Ordeal and things like that. Like those cards are those cards are good, but they're not incredibly popular. But their price has just gone up so much because they don't haven't gotten a reprint yet. So that would be like a good opportunity to do that. Yeah, for sure, Corey. I know what you mean about some of those cards that are just like rising in price because they're not being printed. So, Corey, question number four. What do you see in the future of Magic the Gathering? Or more specifically, what do you scry into the future of Magic the Gathering? I mean, this is not um, this is not like a new idea by any means, but like I really hope uh, Wizards kind of blows it out of the water with like whatever Magic Digital Next is supposed to be. Um, I really like Magic Online, but it's showing its age. Um, and there's a lot um, that people can complain about when playing Magic Online. I really hope Wizards figures out a way to modernize like digital magic. Because like that's one of the main ways I play is because like I don't live next to all of the people I play with. So I play with a lot of them on Magic Online and it's just a really good way to like, you know, whenever you have spare time play with somebody and draft and stuff like that. And I really hope that we kind of move to this more like digital focused magic. Um, I mean there's lots of different ways wizards can make that awesome, but I'm sure they're kind of feeling the burn of like how successful other products are like Hearthstone and stuff like there's so many like interesting things you can do with digital card products that that kind of I really hope that they move that direction. And last, Corey, do you have any asks or requests of the listening audience like where they can find Scryfall online? Uh, it's scryfall.com. Um, I hope you like it and hope you use it for like uh, all your search needs and stuff. Um, but again, the main thing is if like if you're not using it for some reason or you tried it and you couldn't get what you wanted, like we're always here to help. Like please send us questions and suggestions and bug reports and everything like that because like we love we love hearing from everybody. Listeners, if you haven't checked out Scryfall yet, it's at scryfall.com. They're on Twitter at scryfall. I'll have links in the show notes at kitchentablemagic.org. You know, and Corey, I just wanted to take a moment to thank you and also acknowledge you and the rest of the Scryfall team, Corey, Chris, Chuck, Greg, and Joe. Thank you guys so much for putting in your hearts into making something that's so useful for the magic community. Because, you know, this is not just like a little hobby project that you guys are tinkering with. You know, the first time I saw it, I was like, whoa, these are some real dev guys. Like, this is legit. And your resumes are all super legit. So, 
thank you so much. I really hope this becomes a fixture of the Magic community. Well, thanks. And I also I also want to give a shout out to the other team members. I'm the only one here today, but like all of their contributions um, and like all of the discussions we have and stuff, they're incredibly uplifting and incredibly motivating. And the site wouldn't be the way it is today without all of my like handsome contributors. So, <laughs> <clears throat> so like, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Well, I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Corey Schusta of Scryfall. I hope everyone gets a chance to use the fastest card search at scryfall.com. Once again, the Scryfall team is Corey, Chris, Chuck, Greg, and Joseph. They're all on Twitter and you can find them at scryfall.com contact. Have an idea for a new feature or found something that's broken? Give Corey and the guys feedback. They're so excited to be contributing their talents to the Magic the Gathering community. Scryfall is an amazing card lookup tool. And if you'd like to support the website, please buy cards through their affiliate link by clicking on the prices when you search for cards. You'll be directed to TCG Player, MagicCardMarket.eu, and even CardHoarder.com for Magic the Gathering online cards. Just a few more announcements before we preview the guest for next week's show. This episode of Kitchen Table Magic was brought to you by Paragon City Games. The Kitchen Table Magic podcast has been all about the origins of the game and members of the community. And as a community, we've come a long way since the game first started. Apart from the kitchen table, the only other places in your local community to play Magic are at local game stores. And that's why places like Paragon City Games is so important for our community. At Paragon City Games, you'll find a spacious and clean showroom with lots of elbow room for Magic events. You'll find thoughtful accessories like die-hard metal dice and handcrafted wooden boxes. You'll find a huge supply of legacy, modern, and standard staples, sealed product, and tabletop games. It's places like Paragon City Games that allow local communities to gather in. And if you can't make it there in person, please be sure to watch their weekly stream at twitch.tv slash paragoncitygames. Remember to spread the love with a like on Facebook and a follow on Twitter for Paragon City Games. They also have great online reviews and that shows their commitment to excellent customer service for their player community. This episode of Kitchen Table Magic is brought to you by Card Kingdom. Cardkingdom.com is a great place to shop for Magic the Gathering singles, sealed product, pre-constructed decks, and gaming accessories. They have a huge selection of singles, from the latest sets to an ever-flowing supply of modern and legacy staples. Card Kingdom also loves to buy Magic cards. They'll offer you cash or in-store credit for your Magic singles. And if you're new to Magic, you'll love playing any one of the 36 new pre-constructed battle decks built by Card Kingdom. Sign up for Card Kingdom's email newsletter to receive coupon codes and deck techs by Magic Pro Chris Van Meter. You'll get access to Card Kingdom's private reserve, which are special deals for chase rares at significantly discounted prices. Card Kingdom has so much to offer, so I hope you'll check them out. And if you'd like to support Kitchen Table Magic when shopping at Card Kingdom, please use our affiliate link. Just go to cardkingdom.com KTM. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this week's show. I want to thank all of my Patreon supporters that help make this show possible. If you enjoy in-depth interviews with people from the Magic the Gathering community, please show your support at patreon.com slash kitchen table magic. 
For just a few bucks a month, you'll get access to extra audio content, behind the scenes show notes, and special gifts for my interviews. The season two finale is coming up and I have a very special Patreon supporter gift that I'm planning that every single one of my Patreon supporters will be getting. If you're new to the show, stay a while and listen. Thanks for being here and thanks for being a part of the Magic community. And be sure to go back and listen to season one. There are plenty of interviews to enjoy. I want to take this moment to thank all of my Patreon supporters, Brian, James L., Marcus, Alex, Trevor, Caitlin, Mark, Aaron M., Neil, James G., and Aaron C. for your generous support. Thank you all so much. Your support of Kitchen Table Magic allows me to share stories about the amazing people in the Magic the Gathering community with the world. Thanks to everyone tuning into this week's show. I'm always here to connect with you and answer your questions. Email me, sam at kitchentablemagic.org. Like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash kitchentablemagicpodcast. Follow me on Twitter at KTM Podcast. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, and mtgcast.com. Coming up in the next episode of Kitchen Table Magic... Um, I started streaming back in December. Wow, I guess that was almost six months ago now. Um, basically, all year last year, I kept coming really close to top eighting opens and missing. I sort of made it like a deal with myself that if I top aided one by the end of the year, at this point it was like October, so I think I only had like five or six events to do it. If I top aided one, I would put 100% of the prize money towards getting a streaming rig together, and I would like go harder this year. I wouldn't necessarily attend more events, but I would put more effort in. I would practice more. I would play tests better. I would try things I other I wouldn't otherwise. And um, I ended up top eighting the open in Knoxville um, on my birthday weekend in November, and uh, that paid for a chunk of this. I also sold a lot of my commander cards to make up the difference. But uh, it's been an absolute blast. Streaming is just absolutely wonderful. I love it. I'm speaking with Emma Handy, writer at StarCityGames.com and Magic Streamer. Emma is a regular competitor on the SCG Tour, and she shares her wisdom for all formats writing articles for Star City Games. Her thorough analysis and careful study of Magic's different formats are popular educational resources for players in all skill levels. And Emma and I play Magic the Gathering's 15th most popular format, Flip It or Rip It. Join me and Emma Handy for a load of fun and a handful of cringiness, all on the next episode of Kitchen Table Magic. 